It's Saturday, October 21st, and this is Brian with the Morning News. Give us five minutes and we'll give you the headlines you need to know to be in the know. Hamas released two U.S. citizens taken hostage in the Gaza Strip amid rising pressure on Israel to put off a planned invasion on the enclave to allow time for diplomacy. The release was the first time Hamas set free any of the roughly 200 hostages taken by militants during a raid on October 7th in Israel. Apart from Israel, citizens of more than 40 countries were killed and went missing during the attack, according to the Israeli Foreign Ministry. Israel identified the freed hostages as Judith Ronan and her daughter Natalie, who had been visiting family in Nahal Oz at the time of the attack. The women are from Evanston, Illinois. The women were received at Israel's border with the Gaza Strip and were being transported to a military base in the center of the country where family members awaited them, Israel's prime minister's office said. In other news, the United Auto Workers leader said negotiations for a new labor contract with Detroit's three car companies have been progressing but he threatened to expand the union's now six-week-long strike if they don't move more. UAW President Sean Fain said during a live stream to members Friday that General Motors, Ford Motor, and Stellantis have each offered 23% wage increases for factory workers over more than four years. That would amount to record contracts for those employees. But the companies still have room to sweeten their offers, he said. The 88-year-old union is striking all three Detroit car makers simultaneously for the first time in its history. About one in five of the company's 146,000 union workers are on strike across six factories and dozens of parts distribution centers. Fain said Friday that he has heard calls from some members to put a proposed agreement to a vote. In world news, the Indian government on Friday rejected any notion that it had violated international law in asking Canada to recall diplomats so that both governments have roughly the same number stationed in each country. Canada said Thursday it was recalling 41 of its 62 diplomats in India after what it said was New Delhi's warning that it would strip their diplomatic immunity something Canadian officials characterized as a violation of the Geneva Convention. The back-and-forth comes amid a spat between the two countries over Canada's allegation that India was involved in the assassination of a Sikh separatist in Canada. India had not publicly stated it would withdraw diplomatic immunity from the Canadian diplomats, nor did it give a deadline for their departure. It said it wanted Canada to reduce its number of diplomats in India to match the amount that India has in Canada. Back in the U.S., the Supreme Court on Friday said it would indefinitely block a lower court order curbing Biden administration efforts to combat controversial social media posts on topics including COVID-19 and election security. The justices said they would hear arguments in a lawsuit filed by Louisiana, Missouri, and other parties accusing administration officials of unconstitutionally squelching conservative points of view. The new case adds to a term already heavy with social media issues. White House communications staffers, the Surgeon General, the FBI, and the U.S. Cybersecurity Agency are among those who would have been affected by the order. And 
Republican Jim Jordan's quest to become Speaker of the U.S. House of Representatives ended on Friday as his fellow Republicans revoked their support following a third failed vote on the House floor. That means that the House will remain unable to respond to President Biden's request for a $106 billion national security package, including military aid for Ukraine and Israel, or take action to stave off a looming November 18th partial government shutdown. Support for Jordan's candidacy faded over the course of the week. Republicans voted 112 to 86 to revoke Jordan's nomination in a closed-door meeting. Now you know, and you're ready to go with the morning news. Share this with a friend and subscribe to us wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. You can also sign up for our newsletter at themorningnews.com. Thank you for listening.